When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a stand-up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 154. My name is Turner Sparks. My name is Michael Kaplan. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America on Instagram. Also, this show is on Instagram. Lost in America pod. Lost in America pod. Cap, on the podcast today, we have stand-up comedian Ryan Long. Canadian stand-up comedian just Ryan keep, Long. We keep getting Canadians. Like, we're the we're the podcast we're be, of Canada. We're becoming the official pod. Of, we're the voice of Canada. You've heard of the Voice of America yeah. on NPR. This is the Voice of Canada. Maybe they'll run us on CBC, which is I think the, the NPR of Canada. Let's do Let's it. Work out a deal with them. Maybe they already are. Or we don't even know. Maybe we we're don't huge. even know. Who knows? No one <laughs> knows what's going on up there in Canada. Uh, those goofballs to the north. So uh, Ryan Long, he just moved to New York City not too long ago. Um, as he's a prof- he's a professional comic up in Canada. He has a ton. Of, he has a TV show on I think on CBC right now. Uh, up in Canada, he's got a ton of stuff going on, but what, what, why we have him on is because uh, maybe 10, 15 years ago, he was a lead singer in a punk rock slash ska band in Canada a, called the John's Tones. A Canadian punk rock ska band. Listen Unreal. to that. Have, do I know any? I know Canadian bands. I don't think I know Canadian punk. No, there was a band called Propagandi. I'm going to ask him You're if they were Canadian. Yeah. I don't know if they were Canadian or Pittsburgh, or let's be honest, is there a difference? Yeah, not really. Not really. The, well, the, the poutine. We'll find out. That's yeah. why we'll, we'll ask we'll him. Ask him with is there a difference? What's his name? Pittsburgh and Canada. <laughs> First question. Let's storm out here. This short podcast. We ask the hard hitting questions. So he's gonna. But he toured around the world. So I want to know. Can I guess right now where 
as if you're a punk rock band, I was just I was into punk like I mean I still enjoy it, but yeah, I you're was, all punk. I was really in the scene in the '90s, but when I was in the scene, um, if you were a successful punk band, your big three markets were California, Japan, and Germany. California, and it got proven out when I moved to China, and I met like Japanese people and German people, and they would know they grew up listening to all the same like local California bands that I grew up listening to. So I want to see if they toured. I imagine they might have toured Germany. I always wonder what bonded Japan and Germany why they why they got together in the war. Punk rock, punk is punk rock, and everyone loves metal around the world. Have you noticed that more than they like it here? I think right, especially like Germany. Right. I, I literally, I, t- my brother is, I've asked Tyler Sparks about this because he also has lived around the world and he's like, every country I've been to in the world, they love Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, Sepultura. Yeah, that's um, our, our, one of our great expo- exports. Heavy metal music. Heavy metal. And okay. punk rock in, is in our next certain export. places. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we export it to Canada. So what else matters? Export it to Canada. Ca- but Capital, we got some now- announcements. Our Patreon page is doing well. It's, it's exploding on the Patreon charts. We, we got more and more subscribers every day. Capital, last week... On, if you listen, if you're a subscriber, you already know the information. Yeah. We cannot say what the information is now. All we can say is that last week on the show, we revealed some big very, secrets, very big developments in the life of Turner Sparks, in the life of Michael Kaplan, uh-huh. possibly in the life of producer Matt. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, there's things going on with this show that are very exciting. That's all we can say. All if you want to know, you got to pay money. Go to lostinamericapod.com. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon page for five bucks a month. That's it. Five bucks a month. You get a show every Thursday, wrapping up this show, plus bonus stuff, plus whatever is on our mind. There's no guests. It's just me and Cap talking about stuff that's going on in our lives, maybe about Hollywood with you and your big movie, uh, the big Hollywood maybe, insider big, big that you are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe it's about me and my stand-up career, or maybe it's about the both of us and things that are going on with this show that we can't talk about. Yeah, that's exciting stuff. So go there, give us money. And the other thing we're doing, we just came out with an email address only for our yeah, Patreon we're, listeners. We're not telling it to you if you listen to We're not telling it to you. It's only for our Patreon listeners if they want to send us news stories, if they want to send us... Um, priority uh, hate mail, we call priority it. Priority hate mail. We will read it on the pod. We just came out with it a couple days ago, so we're going to start bringing those in. That's also for... All that for five bucks a month. Yeah, so that's it. And uh, can I... I just want to give a quick uh, RIP. Yes. Because I've mentioned this man on the podcast a few times. I've called him Roger, the homeless guy in my neighborhood. Yes. But his name was Roger Disrose Jr. And he was like a real character. He used to he used to do uh, I've talked about this a few times where he do like handstand push-ups in the corner. I would see him. Refresh me a little bit on this guy. He was like he was a, so he was a vet and he was a guy who had like a real he didn't look like your standard homeless guy. He looked like a guy who, who was a, almost like I thought he was choosing to be homeless. Like I thought there was like something there. Yeah, you told me before it's yeah. confusing. Because he was like more fit, it seemed like he would do like he would sit around, do handstand push-ups, you'd see him go to the bank, you'd see him eating like, you know, I mean, all homeless guys eat food. But I, so recently I mentioned on the podcast that I saw him and I did it as a, a bit. That's why I did it as a bit that I saw him in Manhattan. And oh, it was yeah. jarring to see my local homeless guy in Manhattan. Sure. Because he took the ferry over and he was just sitting there. And I, I wish I would have talked to him because I didn't know he actually had cancer and as he was going to the hospitals. Uh, so bummer. I found out he was, a, he was a local legend in Long Island City. So I just want to give him a rest in peace. And if you're a, if, uh, I don't know, if you see a homeless guy out there today, give him some food. Give him some food. You take, and find out their story because I think Roger had a lot. I talked about him on the pod. Should have done it because he, he had a lot of life stories there that, you know, in the future. R.I.P. Roger. What's R. I. P. his R. full R. name again? Disrose Jr. Disrose? I don't know how to pronounce it, but that's Roger Disrose Jr. All right. That's my my RIP. First ever on the podcast. RIP Roger Kep. Should we get to Lost in America? I think we should bring on the music. Play the music. Play the music.
Kaplan. I'm lost in America this week. I have genuine questions for you and producer Matt. Real lost in America. I went, so we had a, ha- a Halloween as in real time for us. We're recording this on Friday. Halloween was yesterday. While you listening to this, it was a few days ago. Yeah, it was my birthday also. Also Kaplan's birthday. Thanks That's for, real. If, you really got, is that, is that good or bad that your birthday's on Halloween? It, it was great when I was like single and like to party because like there was it, I, nobody, like I never had like feel like I was making my friends come out. Like oh, it was great. It's call. a good night. It's a great night out always. Yeah, and yeah. you get like multiple times to celebrate. But now that I got kids, it's kind of a, it's fun to just celebrate Halloween with the kids. I don't need to, then it's like your you birthday. You might want to get it legally changed. Yeah. Like you can get your, your name changed. Yeah. Just get your birthday. You know how like you celebrate, like, like Christ wasn't really born on Christmas, right? You celebrate a different that. So, well, <laughs> according, well, listen, I'm a, uh, what are they called? I'm a fundamentalist. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I go by the word. <laughs> December 25th. I have a it? bunch of cows and a bunch of sheep. Okay. And we so, milk them. I don't want to correct you then. So anyway, oh, yeah, no, maybe yeah, I'll. You're right. He, I don't know when he, yeah, I don't ma- think he was born on. So maybe I'll change it to not Christmas though. A different day. Pick a different day. <laughs> I don't think you're going to overshadow Christ. No. Our not, Lord and Savior. Not until the pod picks up a little. <laughs> Patreon. Get to work, Patreon subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if those developments happen, yeah, that we're exactly. not allowed to talk about. So, so I went for Halloween. I, um, you know, I've been a creep in the past. Of course. Cause when you're as your costume or just in, no, no, just as a human. Cause when you're single in New York city and my, before yay, I got to New York, I had the first Halloween by myself. I set out on my stoop and as a single man in his mid thirties trying to give away candy. I think this is like our third ever LA. You the neighborhood, that don't, don't, they don't take too nicely to No, Yeah. That you're, that, you know. Um, and so this is a, this is a post uh, Sandusky world we're yes. living in, right? <laughs> post. And so, <laughs> I think it, as it's known, as it's known. And so this year, thank God, at my church uh, in uh, the Brooklyn Heights, the um, Presbyterian First Presbyterian Church of Brooklyn Heights. Come yeah. on down. Shout out. They had um, they they needed people to sign up to give away can- to sit there. They would provide all the candy. You just sit in front of the church, and because it's in a real residential neighborhood, every pedophile in town is trying to get it all of a sudden <laughs> so send in their resume. When people come by, <laughs> we're a good cover. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so when people come by, you hand out candy. And so I went down there handing out candy. I get there last night. It's a great time. It's me and three or four other people. The other three people are all women, including the pe- the, the minister. So you weren't at your house, though. Was Ye at the house? No, Ye still was working. So oh, so you're not afraid? You leave your house, people might get mad that no one's home? or that... No, because we're in a we're in an apartment wa- building. Yeah, you are. No but one's you're... coming in the apartment building. That's so true. this it starts at 4 p.m. Ye's got to work. Like yeah. a human, she has to work till 5.30 or 6, right. right? But I don't have anything to do. Yeah. So I go down there at 4. So um, the other thing they had is uh, there's four of us, and then they had a, a big bowl of candy, and then this flyer out for uh, on December seventh, Santa Claus is going to be there, and so they have like breakfast with Santa. It's free, free breakfast with Santa. With Santa, yeah. And so we should do that for our Patreon subscribers. We should. <laughs> we should. You should be Santa. <laughs> I'll be Santa. I'm changing my birthday. I think producer Matt would be a good he Santa. Get Santa, yeah. I got. And so when um, the the kids come up to get the candy, the parents are kind of standing there awkwardly, and you go, "Hey, uh, you give them the flyer." It's back to my barking days. Yeah. And you go, "Hey, barking for Santa." Yeah, barking for Santa. You go, "Hey, on December seventh, it's a Saturday. It's not like during a church service." Oh my god, it's starting December seventh. Totally it's so early. Thing. Well, you got to get in early. Yeah. You know all these holiday parties. Yeah. And and so um, Saturday morning, we got Santa coming, blah, blah, right? So I'm, so they designate the, the three ladies, like, we'll give out the candy. You give out the Santa um, flyers. You, okay. And I'm like, well, I got experience barking. Yeah. But then the first, like, five people that come up are all Jewish. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But they're coming to a church to... To get free candy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you cross all barriers. Well, it's free candy. I didn't go. I'm annoyed. I'm thinking about our, our Halloween route. We didn't go through the church. I didn't even think of it. Definitely should have gone through I the church. Yeah. Here's my question to both of you. 
Because uh, I think you're both of the you're the chosen people. We are both chosen. So Look at these two guys right here. What do I do? I give in that scenario. Do I give it to them? And also, but how do you know they're Jewish? Some people you can tell. Let's be honest. <laughs> what, are they like a Hasidic? You can see how they look. Some people look. <laughs> what pretty... does that mean? Oh come on! He's saying he's to nose. You're acting like we don't know what <laughs> I'm talking. Were they coming about. in with a shtick or something? Or like, <laughs> eh, the kids are named Mo- uh, Moishi. Moishi. Because <laughs> the religious because all the kids Halloween. wear their name tags on Halloween. They're yeah. yelling at. Come on, hey Moishi, get another piece yeah. of candy. Come on. Well, they really changed because when I went to the Jewish day school growing up, like not only did we not talk, we weren't even allowed to talk about Halloween. They were like, "That's a pagan holiday." You know the. Well, so, so that's so, another thing. There, no, there were also like really, I guess, kids who you could tell were from really conservative religious, like yeah. Christian households. Oh, yeah. Because some kids were coming up and they were like, whoa, this is crazy. A church celebrating Halloween? So weird. Right. And our minister was like, well, I don't know what's weird about it. How's that weird? Yeah, it's not like it's a rival. It's just like it was pre, or it's, I don't even know how long Halloween's. In the old days, yeah. I think they used to think that Halloween was, was like the work of the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, um, so anyway, so. The kids, Jewish kids can deal, some deal with Santa. It's fine. Okay. I, yeah. What do you say, producer Matt? Is that offensive? Would it be offensive or would I get a little blowback if I were like, hey, we well, have... Well, there, uh, if they're wearing yarmulkes or something, maybe not. It's like if you're handing out pamphlets, then... I was handing out pamphlets. Okay, pamphlets, uh, I mean, I'm not going to take I them. don't know if pamphlet's the right word. It's a flyer. Like a like a flyer. Like literally, it, all it says is December 7th, breakfast with Santa. Here's how you RSVP. I mean, in fairness, they're walking up to the church getting the candy. I think yeah, that's, but, once they like, enter, once you enter a church, you cannot get upset. It's not like they came to your house it, and are past the Jehovah's Witness style. True, yeah, you're, you're not going, going to their door house. To door. You're not going yeah. door to door, so I think you're fine. Yeah, they were coming to the our, coming yeah, to the big house. You got to show respect to it, your house. It's a transactional thing. We'll give you candy, but you have to take our flyer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all quid pro quo. Quid pro quo, as they call it, as our president, as our president it calls call it. it. But yeah. <laughs> so can I tell you what I did? Yeah, yeah. What you do? Very nervous. I decided to make a game to an executive game time decision. I only gave flyers to black people. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Because then you seen they're not Jews. Yeah, because I could. I was one hundred percent sure they weren't Jews. They and be. it got worse somehow. Because yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell if the white any of the white people. At first, I it like, could have been someone in blackface. No, nope. <laughs> I only gave it to the, the black people. <laughs> Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau got some. And like the definite. Gentiles, definite gent. You really? How do you know someone's a definite well, gentile? Well, like a blonde lady. I mean, you can. There's blonde Jews. There are. <laughs> yes, there's blonde. Plenty. Jews. Where? I mean, not in New York City. There are. There's intermarriage. There's definitely blonde Jews. Intermarriage. There people. There's good dye jobs. Yeah, but yeah. intermarriage. Then they'd be cool. They're, Santa. They're, we survived because they were the last ones Hitler came for. Because he. <laughs> so like that, the blonde gene is actually got went down, and there's more of us than ever. Oh, so, there was one more group I gave to. What's that? <laughs> you just reminded me. <laughs> the Ger- Hindus. Germans. Oh, Germans. Yeah, of course. Oh, you, <laughs> not even kidding. Oh, yeah. There was a German family, and I was like, oh, they're they're they're, they're probably. Pretty, also, you're implying that black people can't be Jewish. Well, I mean, who it do you got? Like, this isn't the Mormon church or Rod, anything. Rod Carew, and that's it. Yeah, there are. Right. Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy, oh, was it, he? Yeah, he was. That's why he was in the Speaking first. of this, you know, Lenny I just, Kravitz. <laughs> sure. I, I think it predated the pod, but we had a family trip to Jamaica once, and there was a black Santa. And, and, and I put, we put baby Teddy on Black Santa's. I don't know if he's racist or hated Santa, but he cried the whole time. He's terrified. Uh, oh my god! So I showed him the picture recently because he's so he's really Jewish, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's so confused. He's like, "Why would I sit on Santa's lap? Why did I meet Santa?" And he goes, "But that was really Santa." He's really confused. Santa doesn't exist. He's but I met Santa. So oh, now wow. he does, so he's all conflicted. He's like, "Don't tell Ruby." 
We shouldn't tell. This would be a secret. So Ruby doesn't know. What? He's, he already has skeletons in yeah, his closet? Yeah, he's like, Ruby, I have a secret I can't tell you. Wait, you, so, you're you, telling me I can dox Teddy? You can dox Teddy that he <laughs> met Santa, and he's very confused by it. But yeah. I'm going to tell Ruby. <laughs> tell Ruby. She's pro Santa. <laughs> she dude. loves Santa. She loves him, yeah. She should have come. She yeah. should come December 7th. That's time we'll bring Ruby only. Breakfast with Santa. <laughs> I think it's free. And the other thing is, most of the uh, after I stopped doing it, because I clearly wasn't very good at it, yeah. one of the ladies took over, and she was just giving it to everyone. And it turned out like 75% of the people she gave it to were like, oh, we come every year. This is great. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty it's hard like, to... Uh, it's like a neighborhood a Santa thing. Claus is pretty... Uh, most people don't get offended by a Santa invite. Okay, well, that what? answers my question. Yeah, I mean, now you can do that. Yeah, I wouldn't go walking around the streets. If you see people with the, who are obviously Jewish, you don't need to stick it in their face like a, oh, yeah. like a flyer, like Juice for do, Jesus style. Sure. <laughs> but, yeah. Although they'd be cool with it. Yeah, yeah. That's, All right. Yeah, they would. Well, that's... That's it. All so, right, we got uh, we got Ryan coming in. Ryan Long. Nope. <laughs> Come on in. Oh, whoa! Play the music. Play the music. All right, we're back with our guest Ryan Long. Welcome to the show, dude. Hey guys, what's up? Good to be here. Good to have you. So wait, you said you were telling us you were uh, Vice. <laughs> For I Halloween last night? Vice Magazine's business model. And what was that? And, <laughs> and I was dead. Nice. Just a corpse, just a rotting, decaying corpse. Did you ever, I used to read it when it was a magazine. It was yeah, like Vice a was the shit back in the mag- day. It was awesome. It was college. Yeah, I forgot about that until you just And it was it like the hipster, it was, I think, the, I don't know if they invented hipsterdom. Yeah, they call, they say Gavin McInnes is like the godfather oh, of hipsterdom. Oh, I forgot he yeah. was involved. In, it was his thing, right? He was one of the founders, yeah, from Ottawa, because I'm Canadian, so I know it. It's, it you know, was, we had it before it kind of blew up When here. did you guys get it? Like, I don't know. Five years before it was like a hip thing in Canada. I remember we got it. I think like I want to say 2001 in Miami. There's one kid who knew about it. Oh yeah, it was cool for a little. And he was the editor of our school newspaper, and I was writing on the paper, and he basically just wanted our paper to copy Vice magazine, and so he handed them out to everybody. Yeah, it was like that, and Adbusters were like the hip. Yeah, (laughs) remember that? But Vice was like the biggest scam going from top to bottom. I always think, uh, so basically what they were doing is just charging companies these crazy amounts of money to put out branded content that no one was watching and inflating the views, buying clicks. Oh, were they? Oh, just a total scam from top to bottom. They invented that. And that's why when sort of Shane Smith got fired and they put new people in charge and they actually sort of got a real CEO and they started trying to do it properly. And it's like, it didn't work because this thing's a scam and you need to treat it as such. Amazing. Like the the business model is scamming advertisers into thinking that this cool vice brand is like worth a ton of money. It's also like I could see everyone I knew who was into it that probably into the magazine probably would have thought that was cool. Yeah. Because the whole thing was like, yeah, F everybody. Right, right. Like we're vice. We don't even like, we don't put, we put ugly people in our magazine yeah yeah remember it was all super glossy but all the models were like ugly it was punk rock yeah it was super punk it used to be yeah fuck everything now it's just fuck trump yeah (laughs) is that yeah exactly yeah it kind of became like every other clickbait blog everything died the whole world died so you uh, when did you move to New York a couple months ago two and a half months ago now so I must have seen you I followed you at the pair I want to say you must have been here like a week at that point oh man it must have been not long it was a couple months ago yeah yeah it was amazing. You were great. Yeah, dude. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. And you were in Ottawa? Is where you're coming from? No, I'm from Toronto, Toronto. Canada. Okay. But I just, uh, that, that like Ottawa, Montreal scene, like I know. Okay, whatever. cool. 
And um, you were, when was the um, the band? From what year to what year? So, okay, so I'm, Stones, I'm 34 yeah. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when I was like 21 to like, so I, the band started earlier, but before, by the time I was like 25, it was like starting to wrap up. But when I was like in my early 20s, I had like this pretty popular band in Canada. We actually toured the States a lot too. That's so sick. And then because of that stuff, I ended up getting like a TV show and stuff that was kind of like jackass stuff. And I made, I made all these DVDs like CKY style, like what you guys have here. Oh, that's awesome. So I was doing all this like video stuff and I did all these TV shows like back in Canada. And around that time, I started doing stand-up. And that would have been like 10 years ago that I've been doing stand-up for now. 2009? Yeah, well, I don't know the years, but I know I always didn't know my age better. <laughs> You're like, when like, I was I know the age. Yeah, yeah I know yeah, that yeah, I started yeah. out I was, like I was trying to think because I started... <laughs> Yeah, basically 2010, the beginning of 2010. Yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah, nine you're years like ago. nine years in. Yeah, very Something similar. Like punk rock and stand-up. And I was playing in bands in high school. Oh, no way. Dude. Not what nearly kind of as popular. A punk band, and a ska band for like five years. Oh, dude, that's what we were, right? We were a punk ska band. Yeah, and then one strip ska and Hilarious. then a punk band the last couple of years. Like we, all, like we we stopped playing and then we came back and we were like, we don't want to work that hard to put together like ska songs I anymore. The, I got the ska guy tattoo on my uh, Oh, sick. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Fast forward selector. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We that's toured awesome. America with like Less Than Jake and Real Big Fish and all those bands. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. I went. To, I've, I think I saw Less Than Jake probably fifteen times. No way. That's and amazing. From North, I was from Northern California, and they were there so like every three months. I feel like less. I for a while thought they were they local. Were, they bands. were like road dogs. Yeah, they were just coming back all the time, all the time, all the time. That's we, awesome. Man. So I do all the videos for this punk rep website called thehardtimes.net. It's like a punk satire yeah, site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that site. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I do all the videos for that. And it's like, we, they're actually here. With they, they're in they're in town right now. And they just did NPR and all this press because the they just released a book. So it's pretty cool. Like Less than Jake? No, thehardtimes.net. Oh. But if you go check out the site, there's like all these cool videos. And I did like a tour tip series and all these like like uh, a video like Soundman, the Art of Grumpy and Bass Player Support Group and all this stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. That's this. It's like you say it's like the onion. But for yeah, punk. yeah, exactly. So people definitely sent me those articles. Yeah, before. for sure. hundred yeah. percent. And, and I built like the video department and we had a bunch of like. That's awesome. That's about, if you're into like punk stuff. Yeah, dude. It's cool. Yeah. Oh, so cool. I went to see um, Rancid with Ari. It's my favorite band. Ari's oh. Me too. It's my favorite band. Really? Yeah, Look number at this. one favorite. Me and this guy, we're like fucking I like twins. Yeah, dude. I have life on, actually, I got life on weight tattooed <laughs> on my stomach really? too. Really? Yeah. Achara has oh. no tattoos. That's a, no tattoos. No, but like, if you would, no. you got to get a Rancid album. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that's sick. He's yeah, Ari, and I, Ari Shafir and I went on uh, Coney Island, I want to say like a summer, two summers ago. Yeah, they were playing. I think Dropkick Murphys were with them. Amazing. Luckily, they. Clo- I, I like them. They're like. They're, it was. It was ever. It was a bunch of people there to see Rancid, yeah. and then all these people from Boston who came mm. in to see Dropkick Murphys, and there was a hundred fights. Oh yeah, uh, that's every. That's yeah. every. It's like New York show. versus Boston yeah. at on Coney Island. Meanwhile, like you're on Coney Island, so like the zip, like the roller coasters are going by. Oh yeah, everyone's eating cotton candy yeah, even have and just there? punching each other in the face. <laughs> that awesome. It was the best combo of all time. Uh, and then Bouncing Souls open. They were yeah. awesome, but they played in, like the middle of the afternoon. It was really Rance awesome. is them like they, their last eight albums are just like let's just crank them out so we can tour again. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> They're just cranking right. out albums. So true. So where'd you guys tour? Um, we, I did all of. Uh, we did. I, I mean, I've done Canada top to bottom, like from East Coast to West Coast, like ten times. I've done uh, the states, a lot of the West Coast. I've did. We did like a full West Coast with Mad Caddies. We did. Oh, like, yeah. Less than Jake tour. We did Ska's Dead tour. If you remember that, we did. Yeah, Warp, yeah, we did yeah. the Warp tour. I was in so. the a year or two ago. Aaron, the guy who does our music, my friend, Roots. Darren Roots, my friend from high school, does all the music for this podcast. He yes. writes like like little intros and outros. Okay, I listened to a couple, and you have uh, 
That, so that was, wasn't uh, an actual song. It was a song for this podcast. The opening song your band. is a clip from my band okay, okay. in high school. All right. And then the second one. Because I remember it was, like, it was like, yo, this is pretty sick. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Pat O'Brien and the O'Briens. <laughs> okay. Wait, we wait. had to teach Pat how to play bass so he could join the band. Oh, of course. And they were like, we well, got to name the band after him. Yeah. He's the only dude who doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> the other three of us were like actual musicians. Uh, but Aaron, so Aaron was, I went back to see his, I was like back in Sacramento and his band was playing with Mad Caddies. We ended up drinking with them on their tour bus all night. They're the best. Yeah, it was fun. It was wild. So, okay. So all around the U S did you guys go like, yeah, I was guessing earlier based off the time and based off the type of music, Japan or Germany. Well, actually, yeah. Cause I know you're like, you spent all your, lived in China for 12 years, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we were going to, I've done, we did a Europe tour. Oh, you did? Yeah. But, uh, or sorry, UK. So okay, just cool. like UK, but, um, we were, we did like a headline for like 20 days or whatever. That's and awesome. then I was going to do, we, we had a Japan, so we had a Japan release on a, a Japan record label. How right am I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Fuck, I forget what it was called. But anyways, there's some, it was a release in Japan. So right now I have like pictures of like the Japanese record stores with like our big photo there with all the, really? you know, and I, yeah, we have all the albums with our, uh, so we basically, what we did was a lot of bands do this. When you do your Japan release, you basically do a best of. So it's like our five albums. We took like the, you know, the three singles off yeah. five albums and did like a specific release just yeah, for Japan. Japan for oh, some cool. reason always has different versions of albums. I don't yeah, understand that. I mean, all sorts of bands. Like, oh yeah, because you can buy. Song. Remember yeah. when like record when you stores buy, existed? You buy the Japan version. If yeah, you're you cool could get in the Japan, store. And they would have a couple extra songs. Yeah, or, or like it's a cool, B sides yeah. that would be on the song, or a live version, something different. Something different. Yeah, yeah, they always they're big on like Japan. having their thing be different, right? But, I, yeah, but why does Japan get to do that? No, they're what one hundred percent England, yeah. I guess too. But yeah, and then we had a tour lined up that we were going to do, but it looked like it was like we just come off like a bunch of other stuff and we were recording, and then it looked like this tour was going to like cost us a lot of money. Yeah, so we didn't do it. Like. Because um, it was like, it was one of those things where like, before you even set foot, just like to get the tour manager, to get the bus, like to get the, the tickets or everything, before we even set foot, we were like 25 grand or something. That's wild. Yeah, like with all this stuff. So it was like, and I don't know, it just wasn't going to be like financial, financially worth it. And like, so we were just going to like, fuck that. Stand up so it. much easier. Yeah, dude. <laughs> right? Why? Well, yeah. I mean, singing's pretty easily, easy because you just like. Well, show I up. mean, in terms of touring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I, no. but but I mean, like, if you're the singer, you just like stand, you just show up, right? You don't have to be <laughs> a drummer. You didn't even nightmare. like help Isn't carry the, drums. I used to, at the beginning, I like used to play drums and sing in the band. And then we got a drummer and I just sang and I was, didn't help at all. <laughs> Complete opposite. <laughs> I would think the party scene afterwards is better with the bands oh than, yeah than, than no stand up. yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah so it's, it's a totally different world right yeah. so i mean depends it's a lot of times now like a stand-up seems like they'll go on like i've done i have a podcast in canada called fuckonomics and we've fuckonomics we've, yeah, yeah, yeah you guys right. were like nominated for podcast of the year in, in canada, canada. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's amazing. how do we get nominated for canadian podcast of the year? we have so many canadian guests <laughs> well on, you gotta we live in a country yeah. that makes up a bunch of fake awards yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but they uh, we did like a, some tours, and when you're touring with the boys, it's kind of like a band. That felt like a oh, band you, a oh, you mean bit. with the other guys? Yeah, because you're podcast like, tours. You know what I mean? Let's yeah. do a podcast, podcast tour. What are we doing? Like a band? Yeah. yeah, we can't even get John to give us a date downstairs. Yeah. We got Matt. We got a whole band here. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. told me he would. Yeah, that'd be cool if you guys did the pod there. But that's what it is. So that kind of felt like a band. But there's never like when you're touring with a bunch of bands, it's thirty. It's like thirty guys, right? So it's really fun. Who you're with the fucking you know like. 20 of your best friends like for two weeks it's like super cool oh my god but I think it's getting there with stand up where you have these tours with like four or five people and they're all boys like it's kind yeah of cool. that's true I'm not yeah when I go I normally just go on my own but 
I think it's you go better. to the country clubs. I just go. I, yeah, I go in the middle of Texas by myself. I do a little as little of that as possible. Like as little by yourself. Yeah, I do probably. Say, I try to do like about six to ten weekends a year where I go like headline a club and like stay there. Yeah. But I don't like to do, like I make my living in like television and film, and I try to just like do stand up in the city. Oh, well, that'd, that'd be that's ideal. <laughs> yeah. Turner's against, yeah. Turner doesn't want to do that. Well, I just don't want. I hate it. I hate. I hate like being in somewhere for like five days. It really feels like stuffy to me. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess there's there's also part of it. You're like, you kind of like, well, I haven't been doing it for like 10. I haven't been touring for 10 years. I feel like at some point that would get annoying, but it's still now there's still like a piece. Yeah. Like, oh, I can just sit here and work. You're so right. No one bother me for a few days. I really do agree with that. Right. But then coming back, you're always happy to get back. I know. There's so much like thinking you can do because it's like you're off the grid. Yeah. No one can get in touch with you. That being said, also, like I just moved to a new country and I'm like, and then you're like, you don't have any friends or like your girl, like or anything. So you're just kind of like, oh yeah, I can just like do stuff like no obligations. Like it's it's good for productivity. So when you guys are, wait, so where are you now in New York? Williamsburg. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. it's it's, It's cool. Right. Yeah, I mean, I've literally been in... Well, no, I know it was cool a few years ago, but I mean, it's everything not, it's changes. Different. Yeah, yeah. Yo, he was there a few years ago. Williamsburg's cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've been in Manhattan at comedy clubs every single night. Mm-hmm. Except for... But there has been two nights since I've been here for two and a half months where I just, like, went out in Williamsburg and, like, spent the day, like, walking around and stuff like that. And I was, like, this is wicked. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> it's kind of a bittersweet thing where, like... It's almost, uh, you know, like the woke thing took over like Brooklyn or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, know, yeah. Ob- obviously. Comedy wise or in yeah, general? Yeah, just like in general or whatever. It's kind of weird because it's like, it's so cool in the sense that it's like this punk rock thing. But then it's like, it's also so not cool because it's got this like church lady vibe of like, don't say anything. So yeah. it's like, it's this mix of like punk rock and like uh, very like everyone has to be, everyone's like overly nice. Everybody yeah. on your best behavior. So it's kind of like punk rock, but it's also kind of like pussyish, right? Yeah. No, so I- it's like not badass in a lot of ways. Yeah, when I first moved to New York City, like which is now 18, 19 years or 15, 16 years ago, whatever it is, I it, Williamsburg would be like if you knew of a party, you'd be like, What? Williamsburg? It was like it was a couple years still where it was just picking up. We were like, it was like it was it was it was popped right like, off. Oh, where are we gonna man. go? And now it's just like I can imagine so cool looking. It, like you just like yeah, little downtowns. And yeah. yeah, now it's so built cool. up and everything, I but did. it's still it's cooler in a I was doing a bar show there a couple week a week ago maybe and got like this bit that I mean I'm the most like down the middle bland comic you'll gotcha. ever see and I was getting ood and odd. Blurb that on your, I mentioned on your, on your album cover. I mean, come out and see me, people. <laughs> Buy your album at turnsparks.com. I did my I by the mention of El Chapo I got ood. Oh my god! And like it's not it's literally a reference. What did They're you say? El Chapo is an N word. Yes. <laughs> Let's not make jokes about him. He's Mexican. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a he's a person. He's a person of color. <laughs> yeah, he's dealing with the wall. And yeah, yeah. He's, he's had a bad rap. He's a uh, but I like the whole. It's a, he's it's separated a, from his family. Don't make jokes about it's him. It's a bit I've done throughout the he's United depressed. States. It's a, you shouldn't be talking about people with mental illness. Yeah. Well, I did. See, you know when they caught Epstein? When Epstein, like whatever, died apparently, and then um, they remember when they, they went and interviewed El Chapo and. They were like, ooh, it's like a character witness for how rough the jail, how unfair the jail was. That's insane. And then they were like, ooh, even El Chapo said it was too hard to handle. I'm like, who gives a shit what El Chapo thinks? Yeah. Why are we asking him his opinion? He shouldn't like it. That's yeah. the whole point of being a prisoner yeah, who's killed sl- like thousands of people in Mexico. <laughs> These jails are too wild for El Chapo. Yeah, they're like, oh, he got treated, un- even El Chapo got treated unfairly. It's like he's yeah. supposed to get treated unfairly. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's so funny. Anyway, controversial on Brooklyn. Well, it's switching a little bit. It's switching everywhere because like I, I, I had to get something printed the other day. I was at some print shop, like super, probably like guy like thirty five, like maximum like tattooed hipster Brooklyn dude. And he, was, I was printing something. He's like, "Oh, you're a comedian, right?" He goes. What do you think of this whole like PC stuff? Bit much, eh? And you're like, okay, these guys oh. are over it. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Everyone I talk to, like, that's <laughs> this everyone guy is done with that. Everyone shit. after shows, like on the road, says that to me. They Every, go, everyone hates it. Yeah. Every audience member, they're like, hey, yeah, I'm yeah. for you guys. This whole thing yeah, sucks. Yeah, no one cares. Right? Yeah, no one really. That's cares. what people say. They're like, does everyone cares? I'm like, no one gives a shit except for like people you know, on Twitter or people, people on, on Twitter. Yeah, the media. It's like but seven like, no bloggers. One, no one cares. Yeah. But I did, I did do a like super hipster Brooklyn show with like a Steve Frankwall. You know who he is? I don't know. He always does the pair. But he put on this show. I don't know why, but like the most hipster Brooklyn bar in the world, right? And there was there was the only like. 10 people there all like you know prototypical feminist look like very like androgynously whatever looking and stuff like that and then he starts the show and he's like what's up ladies and the girl goes ladies oh <laughs> non ironically he wasn't they weren't kidding they were actually offended that he said my what's pronouns up, are yeah yeah and I was like oh my god that's like real like I couldn't I was like yeah. oh, yeah, oh they're kidding they're you like, just oh. got here yeah I mean it's Toronto has like quite a scene like that too right it's like yeah. fo- you know follow suit but I, I literally like I was like I could not believe what I was watching. I was like, come on. Ladies? You can't be that on the nose with your fucking like I, cliche image. Can I ask yeah, a no. question? Was this a free show? Uh, free yeah, to get yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, Okay. This is my theory. The free, the less money it costs to get in, the more judgmental the audience is. Yeah, probably true. Anytime yeah. they pay 30 bucks to get in, they're like, we don't care. We're just yeah, having fun. And yeah. any show that's free, they're like, you're not allowed to say this. Don't do this. Yeah, don't people don't pay money people. to like neg on something. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to like watch a bad horror movie to like make fun of it. But it's another thing to go to the theater, pay $20, yeah. like <laughs> buy popcorn, do the whole oh, thing just to sit there like, this sucks. Yes. <laughs> so what? I have a quick. I want to get back to the touring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you guys are like early 20s, right? Yeah. So I, it was honestly one of the, this, this, my band specifically, like it happened pretty young for us. So like, so it is kind of interesting that I, by the time I was like 22, I'd had like a whole like career that like kind of came and was over almost. That's so wild. Yeah. Like when I was in first year university, we had a song on like our MTV countdown. So you're like 18 so, years old? Yes. So How we, did that happen? No, no. Uh, the song on the countdown would have been like around 20, but when I was, we were, sorry, we were, we were on like MTV, like when I was does like 19. Does yeah. everyone know this on campus? Yeah, it was like, like a, big, we were like, kind oh of my cool, God. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's, yeah, like when we were in residence. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, we were like kind of the, the band that everyone, like everyone would come to see our show. By the way, I should tell you, stuff. you're talking to two married guys. Yeah. Who were just like, imagining. well, I'm not like, listen, I'm not like some like fucking pussy. I'm, I lived with a girl for the last like four years in yeah. Toronto. Like, I'm not like wow, on the cool, scene like crushing puss. What? My son, when you're 18 years old and your songs on yes, the radio. Yes, when I was like, when I was young, I was like, yeah, and went through that like That's phase. Gotta get my like, son to take up guitar. I keep telling him, he does. take up guitar. Big mistake. My dad never told me. Told me take you're up like, guitar. It's the, best, <laughs> it's the world's best kept secret. Yeah. But now they got to be a DJ. I think. I oh, think DJ. They the sure, they have. And in Bro- speaking of well, yeah. in Brooklyn, a lot of these parents have the, the kids can take DJ classes. <laughs> no way. Yeah, they have TJ kids DJ classes. <laughs> Are the they thing. doing 78s? I, I don't know. 45. They got to do the smaller right. They got to have the headphone. Yeah. I mean, dude, like, there's way more famous DJ. DJs than famous bands right now. It's not even like that's the same world. Sad, sad, like essentially, you know, that's like all that cult, all that cultural change. To me, that's what happened. Is people were like, okay, like mainstream music is going to be like hip hop, and like uh, we're going to essentially like there's not going to be any more like 
MTV is not going to be like white dudes in bands anymore, right? And they oh, were yeah. like, okay, well then we'll do we'll be DJs and like we'll have an underground scene. That oh, that to, affected that d- as to well. To me, DJing is the podcasting of like the music world, right? Ooh. So <laughs> we're DJs. But <laughs> it's true. Right? You want to take after your dad? Well, think about that. Like basically, the demographics of like what television was changed, and essentially, like every dude that like, probably would have been doing that or been like a writer on a TV show was like, okay, well then podcasting like came up, and then everyone made a career there. That's what like DJing is. Wow. Yeah. So like yeah. all these people that like just tattooed like fucking punk rock like skateboard dudes that used to be in bands and now they're DJs really yeah holy shit yeah yeah and now they're and they're like filling out these arenas and no one's ever heard of them it, the same way that there's like you know people with oh, podcasts same way come town can do yeah 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 it's like some DJ like filling out this arena and you're like no one's ever heard of him because he's like, not on the what TV are you talking about <laughs> not on the telly what um wait so how did you how did you go from whatever you're like band in a garage or how, how i don't know how you start how have you started to then being like 18 19 years old on the radio <laughs> it's all like we were part of a scene right so it's almost like every like everything right it's like think about all these new york comics that are part of a scene or like all the comics they were like joe joe rogan's friends or like every band that came from seattle right yeah so it's or like you know all of those tech guys the tech cowboys they were all part of the same little age cohort or whatever right so we were when i was like 16 when we started or whatever 15 16 we started playing in a punk ska band that like became the biggest music we were like in one of the best bands in the scene and then like me you know like there was a that became the there's a label stomp records in canada that had like a huge like scene um basically everyone was just no the the way that people are just into podcasts people are just into punk ska shows so people were going to punk ska shows even they didn't care who the bands were. And then slowly, like, the bands start, like, collecting those fans for themselves. Wow. And then so, just, like, the same way that any scene operates. But we were kind of, like, the the craziest band in the scene. Like, we were, like, insane. You know, the kind of, like, uh, doing the craziest antics and all our videos were us, like, getting On stage. Ki- on stage and off stage. Like, we were just, like, insane people doing these, like, insane videos. The way that, like, Jackass was crazy or yeah. odd, odd Future a little bit or some Red Hot Chili Peppers, maybe. So I think that we kind of, whatever, right place, right time. But we were, like, this, the... Like our band was good. We had the like the right thing and that movement like took off and then we were kind of the so we were doing like a thousand people every place in like the country. Right. Holy. So then. Wow. And then uh, we then we got a manager and all that stuff and signed a record deal. And then we had like once we had like a song on the countdown. But th- before any of that happened, we were doing like a thousand people a night when you were like 16, 17. No, that would probably be closer to like 18, 19. And yeah. who, so I know what you're talking about with these scenes. In our scene, it was, it was um, we were too late. Like, so punk and ska. That's all it is. That's a lot. It happens all yeah. the time. People miss it by like three years. I, we were like 98, 99, 2000. And ska was like, they were done signing bands in like 96 yeah. in California. And then where every band in our scene, the Deftones were from our scene. Sick. And uh, Papa Roach. <laughs> and so then because of, first all of the, all. All the fucking sick bands. First of Papa all, because Roach. of the Deftones. Then like record labels came in and signed Papa Roach, and then they hit with both of them. So then they signed every one of those scream, like just butt rock, Limp yeah. Biscuit type band. So every shitty band that we were all playing with <laughs> that sounded like that got like million dollar record deals. Yeah. And if it would have been it were like three or four years earlier, it was all the ska punk bands in California. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, that's there's the, all those bands. That got, then there's some shitty bands there that got part of that movement. Sure. But... What year were you got? What I mean, uh, <laughs> he doesn't know the year. Oh yeah, you don't know the year. Who were the other like bands? Where like were you born? We'll do the math. For I feel like everyone talks. Like I said, I need to know the years better. Who are the other bands in your scene that were uh, like? Who was the first the Flatliners, one? The, the John Stones, Ill Scarlet, um, Bedouin Sound Clash, that's the so Planet cool. Smashers. Uh, th- that's probably the main like five Some good names. 
And then when you guys are on, on tour, when you're 18, and, 19 years old, yeah, yeah. who's in charge? That would have been, I was in charge. Mm. I, I would it's be, not I would like an like, adult. Every band, band, bands can't be band. democracies. There's Someone's no like 40 year old who's like, I'm no. like a manager. Wrote. We did a tour when we were like 16 too. I remember just like, we did like West Coast and we were just like fucking maniacs. Your parents? <laughs> I was yeah, gonna ask, ID. What's going on with family? I mean, whatever. What are they going to do? Like, you know what I mean? so wild. Oh yeah, we were fucking maniacs back then. But, um... Yeah, like, uh, like what's we, that life like? And then we had a fucking dude. We I, I like collected all these like roadies. So we had a sound guy and a, and like this guy that did uh, sold t shirts that was like forty five. This like degenerate. <laughs> hanging out with a sixteen year old band. The guy you got to blow yeah, first. It, it was amazing. <laughs> this guy was such. I had this little crew and they were in all the videos. <laughs> really, were, you had a forty five year old just yeah, degenerate. <laughs> he was amazing. Just an alcoholic degenerate. That's who, uh, who else could be a roadie? What a life. Uh, Roading for like eighteen year olds. Yeah. It was phenomenal. He brought his uh, son on tour once. He had a son that was 14, right? And I remember his son uh, one time is like, Dad, I'm thirsty. And he's like, there's fuck drinks right there. And he goes, Dad, can I have anything other than beer? <laughs> Guy's 16. Yeah. That's one of them. And there's another one that I always remember because uh, he's like, you know, uh, can we like stop, forget food? And he was like, we already ate today or whatever. They're talking about money. And he's like, Dad, can I have money? He's like, I already gave you money. He's like, well, you just bought beer. And he goes, you know, beer doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't count Father of the year. <laughs> this guy shout out it. to Gary Bones, <laughs> Gary Kraft. Oh, oh shout, shout out. out. Yeah. yeah. I, he was in my TV shows and stuff too. I just, really? Oh, he's the man. Was he's he doing? Is he still doing? No, this? he lives in like Branford, like just shithole place in uh, yeah. in, in Canada with his de- <laughs> with his mom and his kid and his kid's kid. He's a grandfather now. Oh wow! So, kid, so the kid turned out okay though. Happy, happy in oh, yeah. oh no, he did not. <laughs> Every once in a while, his son sends me his rap beats, and he goes, "Yo, I made some rap beats." Oh, oh, no. The oh. best. Oh yeah, he's just t- sitting around in Branford telling the people the glory days when he was like, <laughs> like touring with the Johnstones. Touring <laughs> the Johnstones. That was the peak of it all. <laughs> so you're in charge of like these me and one other guy were sort of like I was the guy who was like in charge of the money and like dealt with the labels and did the whatever I was like as like an 18 year old yeah that's wild yeah yeah I mean it's a low bar to clear to be good with the money for a, an 18 year old punk <laughs> yeah, band you, know? you never, you never like, like uh, put on shows or anything like that like no we did but we were in high school yeah but we were like same we would thing. go out and then come back same day yeah yeah we didn't yeah. tour at all we weren't at that successful uh but yeah, so we I never mean, we went. weren't that successful the first bunch of times either. I was just well, like, you have a thousand people. Not, we were, not the first few times. Like I, I, we did like a full West Coast tour where like every, you know, it was more just like you find who the promoters are, like hop on some show. Yeah. And the show has nothing to do with us. It's just like it either has people or it doesn't based on like, like, you know, and we did tons of shows for two people or whatever, but it wasn't about that. It was just like, we thought it'd be cool to tour. And we and went were, were you staying at bands' houses and stuff? No, we would sleep in the van. Oh, you would oh. sleep in the van? Yeah. Very dude, rock like, and roll. Five guys, like we would sleep in the van. <laughs> wow. It was summer, right? This is like the summer between like uh, the summer after like grade like 11 or whatever. <laughs> Do you remember bookyourownfuckinglife.com? No, it's that. It was a site for punk bands to book their own, like doing what you said. It's great, yeah. To book, to like, it would be like, you can stay at this, like go to Jacksonville, Florida. Here's a club you can play. Maybe they charge you fifty bucks, but then you can or something like that. So but you cool. sell the tickets, and you can stay at this guy's house. He always puts. They people do the up. whole thing. They really yeah. made punk rock like not punk rock. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> they really streamlined yeah. the I mean, DIY no, experience. There's no such thing as punk rock anymore, right? I mean, it's not like the same. Well, there was also right. a list. There was this guy that had the list in Northern California, and you would. It was mail. It would come in the mail yeah. once a month, and it would be literally just printed out from his computer or whatever he had, of typewriter maybe, of like every punk show that month. 
That's cool. Within, I don't know, 100 miles yeah. of everywhere. And you could get it in the mail. And then eventually it went online. It like became uncool. I actually went to a hardcore show two days ago oh, because so the Hard Times put on the show for their book launch. And I went, and they're all like straight. It's like a whole straight edge thing, right? Oh, yeah. Straight so, edge. He's, he's coming back around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we yeah, talk yeah. about that? Oh, you no, mean, we have it. Thing. I didn't even know that. Yeah, people even, you still use that word until you. Yeah, dude, they're, they're like hardcore. It's like a big part of their identity. Like, you know, they're, they're straight edge thing, right? So, anyways, and I'm watching this hardcore band. I remember like thinking to myself, I was like, this is a lot of standing. Like, I was like, I need to get out of here. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm old. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I to concerts now where you don't have a seat. Yeah, like, and you're, I stand when it's important. Totally, you're sort of talking <laughs> to your boy. You're catching up, and Everyone then the, can sit. We could, yeah, 100. Yeah. percent Then the band sort of plays, and you're like, I guess we'll just stand here for half an hour. Well, also <laughs> hardcore shows, a guy will just be standing next to, you and then all of a sudden, just like kung fu kick you Good in the nuts. chest. Yeah. I know. They like do the, this weird dance. This, I don't even know <laughs> yeah. if it's called a dance. The hardcore. Oh, I forget. The bounce. The Remember that? It's just like yeah, an attack. But everyone's got to be into it. In the, in the and area. I don't, you don't take lessons it's a form for of this. It's a derivative of majing. Yeah. Floor punching. But like literally kicks. I skate. Yeah, people. Who are straight edge and do that? I that those are people I don't understand <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the band? I can't remember. They were pretty good. I they think. were good. I think so. Yeah. But, Shout out. But I literally felt I was like this. I don't know if I'm this guy anymore. <laughs> Have you played the uh, what's that place that you and my brother used to hang out at um, in New York City? Yeah. The, uh, the Niagara? Bar lower, yeah, exactly. They have, oh, yeah. Have, have you have you ever played what's that? What's it called? It's called Niagara Bar on, have, on the Avenue East Village. A, um, so I've played uh, New York a few times like years ago. Uh, with, I mean, stand-up. They do stand-up there now. Oh, oh, they do stand-up. No, I've, only, I've mostly only done, I've been doing clubs every night. Okay, so it's like a bar show in the East Village right yeah. around the corner from New York Comedy Club. Oh, so it is in the in, the, in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Ryan, oh, okay. Ryan Adams Bar. And it, if you wanna. is it? Yeah. Ryan, Ryan Adams, Adams owns it? I think so. The singer? Doesn't he own that or he's part owner or something? Maybe. Let me explain why. Or maybe I'm making it up. Maybe so, he likes to hang out there. I don't know. This Ryan is, Adams kind of hot hate. me too. <laughs> I was on stage uh, a couple months ago, or I don't know, maybe a year ago now, and I turn around in the middle and there's a plaque that's like, this is the birth of hardcore, New York City hardcore started here cool. on this stage. I started reading it and then I was tried to like relate to the audience what it was. No one gave a shit or knew what I was talking about and I just bombed. <laughs> but yeah. it's like everybody, like Bad Brains, Beastie Boys, old Beastie Boys, like, I don't know. Yeah, that's Black Boys were That's cool, one of the last cool. places yeah. left on Avenue A from it's been there forever, so yeah. It's pretty sick. Yeah. And they have posters. It's as big as this room right here. And they have like um, uh, posters, like frame posters on the yeah. wall of all the bands who played there. Well, I'm, it's like I Rollins like, on stage, like yelling. And you're fuck. like, oh, that was right here. That's so dope, dude. Yeah. Like I, I literally, since I've been here, I have been able to a little bit feel like kind of romantic about some of the places. Like when I was yeah. like in Greenwich Village, like some nights I am kind of being like, yo, this is like cool. Like all, all the books cool. I read is Greenwich Village doing comedy in the village. And I went to like the Village Vanguard, the jazz place. Yeah. And I was like, I, that place less. So I was more like, oh, this will be so cool. And I was more like, yeah, this stinks. Like it was just like, cause it was, it's probably was the hip jazz place and now it's like not or whatever. But you know, yeah. you're about Lenny Bruce there and all that stuff. And I kind of oh, was Dylan, like. Dylan, Bob Dylan. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. There's the, have you seen the sign for the Village Gate? Which is like an old like Dylan used to play there and stuff. Oh, I know. Here's the most depressing part: the sign is still up because it's like a historical yeah. sign, but it's above what takes takes its place now is a CVS. <laughs> <laughs> that's more. Rep that's New York. Now. It's right in the West yeah, Village. That's how he would have wanted it. Yeah, <laughs> Dylan now he needs to get his medication. Yeah. He's an old guy. Yeah, yeah he Dylan. Needs the medication. <laughs> that's so right. funny. But so, so there is some that is uh, the cool history stuff is like with it's New cool. York. I mean, it went away. Like I, I had that for like two weeks, and now I'm just like. Ugh. Yeah. Village, yeah. <laughs> but for like a week, I was like, "Ooh, I'm in New York City." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. So, what? Um, what did you guys do in England? Uh, we did you were there uh, for a month. Did yeah, did a month. So I did like 22 dates. 
with other bands? Or just yeah, we guys? did this band Fandangle. So they were they were another band on our the label that we released on in uh, in in UK. She was like twenty two. Felt like everywhere in like everywhere in uh, England or reminded me of like a buffalo or like a you know what I mean? Pittsburgh. Just like or a, or yeah or a, win, a win, what's the one across from Windsor? Detroit. Uh, Detroit. Like play. Yeah. It was everywhere. It was just kind Detroit? of like depressing. Really. And, yeah, maybe De- Detroit's maybe a little more like England, uh, the Detroit industrial. of Europe. Wow. Maybe Buff- maybe I was right with Buffalo in the first place, but I mean, what's the difference? Yeah, I was thinking Windsor, which is across from Detroit, so I thought it might be the same. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Detroit's a little more hood. You're right, but just like kind of, just like everyone's grumpy and like it's kind of brown. That's Detroit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rainy. I was there not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, so then, how, like, how did it? How'd you guys get out of it? So, but, well, you have to think of like every scene, right? It always kind of has an end, like. It's kind of a, you think about like you mentioned like Limbiscuit, all those bands, right? Yeah. Like they could still draw, but no one is listening to Limbiscuit's new song, no matter how good it is or what it is. Yeah. Or any of those bands like POD. It's just it's over. Yeah. So want to hear the old songs? And, it's over, right? Yeah. There's once this the, once the it's over, passed, it's over. Yeah. The moments pass, and you kind of move on to the next thing. I think that's kind of like what I've gotten better at in my career. Like now that I've been you know doing this for like over fifteen years, like kind of. Uh, being able to relate what I do with like cultural sensibilities and like finding those like hot spots where I actually like and kind of I thought Questlove like described it really good when he said what you want to do as an artist is like make great art but be contextualized as part of a movement like and you want to be contextualized as something so I've kind of well that's why I moved to New York to be completely honest as opposed to LA because I, I, I could feel the energy of like what was happening here and so much better yeah, yeah and even being here I've already like I've been you know I got in at the stand and some of these clubs and I'm doing all this stuff where I'm like I could see the energy of this movement happening and it was something I wanted to be part of like this podcast scene and what like a lot of the guys are doing here so it's a lot of that so when the when you know when that was kind of drying up I kind of you know a little bit it happened at the same time the music industry was dying and I, I was at the same oh, yeah. time I was doing all this stuff I was like obsessed with making videos like I was releasing more DVDs than I was like albums at this point right yeah so I, I had like which was like kind of the early Patreon right Rele- releasing my like DVDs for like just like the web, super fans. website or something yeah <laughs> yeah but this yeah. right because it wasn't yeah. putting it on the internet it was just the DVD which right, was, right so I released like three or four of these and then I, I was doing my cable access show and then I got a TV show and so cable to me it was access. like I always I wanted to be like Tom Green at the time like as much as I oh, wanted to be a musician Canadian God yeah dude I was like <laughs> yeah. obsessed with yeah. him so that was for me it was kind of like and then I was started. I did was doing like a comedy rap group at the time that like did really well too. So I was like, I was just, I was kind of all over the place. But like, it was kind of pretty obvious that what I really wanted to do was like make television and videos. Like it was just so. And at the same time, the thing was kind of dying out. I kind of was like hopping off the train a little bit. Yeah. And then when I kind of actually started to be able to make a career doing this other thing, it kind of just like maybe like it would be one of those things where sometimes we'd, we'd get a call to like do a tour and I'd be like, all right, then maybe we do one. Then the next time they'd be like, Hey, we got this thing. And I'd sort of email the guys in the band. I'd be like, Hey, do you want to do this date? And someone would be like, uh, what does it pay? And this, and I'd be like, all right, well, we're done. I think this is over. Yeah. <laughs> you're, still, you're still making music at that point. You just want to like, there was nothing. Well, original we released working. one album yeah. kind of after the fact, because in Canada, uh, one of the big secrets is there's like all this government grant money. Right. So oh, we've oh, had this conversation with another about comedian. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, we are printing money. Like once we got into, oh my God. it's kind of like how serious XM. I don't know if you guys know, but like some comedians here are making like a hundred grand off that. Right. So but you need to be I part mean, of that. You're fraternity. talking to them right over here. I, I, I don't make that. I just started, I came out a month ago yeah. or a couple months ago and I've just started to see, like, we got to be part of the fraternity. Right. So it's like, you got to be in that mix, which I'm yeah, in that yeah, mix yeah. in Canada a little bit, but with, with the music thing, like once we had, once we were big and in that system, we were like, you know, we so were, it makes sense to put stuff and out. it's corrupt as fuck. Right. So yeah. So we were, so, so we the did, government paying for punk music. <laughs> you know, what's yeah. so funny. Well, so the first, 
first part of it is anyways, yeah. Like we we did the Nisex round. We, you know, we got like thirty grand to do it, so we kinda cranked it out, didn't tour and like From the government? And then we got another thirty for like the marketing, like so and then you give you marketing money and <laughs> album. And then and then we got music Wait. video grants and I hired myself to direct the music video oh, because like, I was becoming a director at this point. So I was kind of like doing all things like that. So and, there's like coal miners in Canada whose tax dollars go to pay comedians oh, to, make, like, to make a music video. And, I mean, <laughs> that is, I mean dude, I'm people a, would be furious in this country if they if their money was going for like dick jokes down at the Grizzly. I bet Pair. you they're more furious with what their money's going for now. <laughs> <That's> exactly. <laughs> Put on this like, coal miner and fucking thing and they're like, you know what I mean? They're like, it's the men are bad hour. Like uh, I'm sure they'd be begging for their money to be paid uh, for my oh, punk right. albums. Oh, my the God. government was subsidizing podcasts here. There's so no, many I'm saying podcasts. comedy, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the garbage that they're subsidizing now. They should just I, they would want you should be able to pick what type of bands your tax dollars go to. It would just be all metal. Yeah. yeah. I oh, feel yeah. like but each state. That's state your right issue. More Metallica, more Sepulcher <laughs> yeah. albums. That's wild. Yeah, so, but so then you cool. guys realized that the love wasn't there anymore. Had to move on. I mean, I think the other guys would have. Uh, <laughs> Good question. Cam. I think the other guys would have liked to keep it going. <laughs> we'll be right longer. back at NPR yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a minute. That's what it sounds like. You're like it. Oh, We're doing okay. it for the money. But, Dude, I, I was like, yeah, I just was like, I wanted to be a fucking Tom Green, you know. Yeah. I mean? When I was like, yeah. he was my hero, like, and I actually got to like tour with him and stuff too, which is cool. You but, didn't? but then I realized that's not what I want. Like, you kind of find your own thing, right? You kind of, yeah. and it's over. Like, I mean, that's that kind of thing. I was like chasing something that was long done. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that kind of a version of television show was like a. Was a, a oh, you I, need I, I, shows. Well, I need to be find my own thing that's like relevant now, right? I kind of need to be on the pulse and create my own like version of what, yeah. what my thing was, which not like trying to be a clone of something that was famous in a different time period. Totally, yeah. Do your own. That that was the problem with us with the punk thing is we were like I was saying You're we were like something late. that was over. It was uh, it was ending as we were coming up. And yeah, so like, you always want to be like on the pulse. I mean. I always think with comedy, the way that I, the, the, the good thing that I find when you're on the pulse is like when you have jokes that are like really edgy, like, or whatever, like kind of pushing it six months ago. And then six months later, you, they're like killing and you're like, okay, I was like, that's, that's the sign that I think you're like on the forefront of things. Totally. When, you know what I mean? It's not changing. It's just like, you were like, you were ahead. You try to be ahead of the curve. That makes sense. So when did, uh, cause I left in 2004 and Punk was big, and then it came back in 2016, and it yeah. was done. Punk, I think it went punk, it then die? like emo kind of took over. Oh, yeah. that was just coming in yeah. in California when yeah. I left, which I, yeah, yeah. wasn't really my thing. So that was probably the next wave after that, and then it kind of went all, I think the biggest like wave in like new music would have been like DJ music. Got it. But is that, I mean, in other countries, is punk still... Like you could tour in other places, you think, or is it just like? Uh, I mean, our bank is still like, a tour now. Yeah. It's not that like yeah. punk's not there, but I mean, music in like the form that it is now is essentially over. Like, okay, if you think of think about like music, every there was the like you can think of sixties bands, seventies bands, eighties band, nineties band. There yeah. isn't a now bands. Like, yeah, there's only true. there's essentially like when was the last band that was famous? Like, if I say name a band from the nineties, you could be like Blink Two, Green. You could probably name a hundred. Yeah. Nirvana, what Oasis? Like, yeah. name a band that was famous now. You could maybe come up with a couple essentially radio bands, right? Like right. you might. Say 21 pilots but they're not they're pop acts they're or you name bands, bands that are actually older yeah the right. last thing i can think of is the killers like that group but those are those are Black. pop those are pop stars like you know what i mean I they're like right and yeah. i and, and still that was 20 years ago you're right <laughs> shows have been around a while yeah but like those but that's the most recent thing I can think those of, aren't like a new movement of like a young cool like movement of bands it was also like a sounding like band. a 50s band almost right the strokes and all that that's like a big mainstream like band which is different from like a movement comes in a bunch of bands like that get famous right saying. so but the reason for right. that is because mainstream music is essentially hip-hop and r&b right now and it's at a standstill right so it's like if you think about it like 
mainstream music's been like rap for probably 25 years and it doesn't have much place to go. So I think that's what like kind of tanked the music industry in a lot of ways too. There's not a lot of, there's nowhere else for it to go. All right, good. Screw them. It's all yeah, about comedy. It. All about podcasts. Well, so, I mean, I think that's a big part of it. <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> we can sing songs on this podcast. Yeah. Like what happens show. next for music? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Is there going to ever be like another movement of like bands where it's like, that's the thing again. I don't right. know. Like the Britpop movement and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that I mean, they do say that every once in a while though, don't they? Like the music's so is dead always, and then it comes back. Or well, like rock always, and roll is dead and then it comes back. I mean, back. it's dead in the way that it existed for 40 years. That's yeah. for sure. But I mean, there's always going to be like, I mean, right now there's jazz bands and there's a jazz scene. Yeah. But that doesn't mean like. It's not popular. That it doesn't, yeah, it's not a Widely new Widely popular. Actually, that's one of the things I always find funny is like, whenever you go to watch jazz, it's like essentially like. NYU nerds playing it right yeah. and you're like it was the coolest music at the time played by like the coolest people yeah, and now like, it's it was people playing it yeah. yeah I always think like in, in like 20 years or 30 years is there gonna be like the metal bands and it's like some dweeb yeah. like <laughs> is that like the NYU students are playing like the it's metal rush, now rush no, there was a time when jazz had the best <laughs> that's yeah. true maybe you're right it's kind of nerdy to be be rush ja- people. jazz had the best groupies there was a time period right and now it's like everyone's yeah. grandma <laughs> every one of our grandmas yeah when um, they were in their heyday you know smoking jazz man <laughs> Smoked weed with the jazz bands down in the village. Everyone's grandma. All right. Uh, how do we, wait, how do people find you? We're going to get to the news here in just a second. Oh, but, the news. Uh, oh, right, yeah, plugs? we'll do some news stories. Yeah, how do people find you before nice we get too. to that? Um, the, be- the, the best place to check me out is at Ryan Long Comedy on Instagram because I like post all everything there and I post tons of videos. But I have a podcast called Fuckonomics. Uh, if you want to check out my series, uh, Torontopia, which is on CBC, and you can look at those videos up on YouTube. And then also hard t- the hardtimes.net satire site that just had a new book come out and I do all the videos there. That's sick. So yeah, check out that stuff. I got to yeah. check that one out for yeah. sure. All right, check Ryan. Uh, let's uh, get to the news. News, sure. Do we have music? First news story of the week comes to us from the Shanghaiist. We still do some China news from time nice. to time. Beijing speed reading course teaches kids how to read 100,000 characters in five minutes. All you have to do is flip the pages of the book, really. It's, this is what it says. So I, I check this out. <laughs> this is literally what it is. Is there's, It's a complete scam. There's this Japanese company that's gone into China, and they're charging parents $7,000 to kid, send their kid to a one-day speed reading course. And what they do is they literally just take a book and flip it as fast as they can. And they say if you do that for three minutes as a kid and you stare at it, then you can pick up all the words. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I mean, really- I would... Totally teach my kids my because I have my kids, have, three, has two kids. I have two kids and the, the older one is supposed to read twenty minutes a night. It's a part of his homework. <laughs> That's eight and, books. And I have to sit there and watch him read it to me. And it's like takes the twenty minutes of my time a night now. <laughs> so, so if it could say he sped read like all this eight books, and I, I think we could do it like yeah, three minutes. How much would book. the Long Island City parents pay? To get your kid to read a book in two and a half minutes. Like, for, if the Japanese people came here. Oh, if they did a little thing at a like fair. Like, it's seven grand in China. We had these but. street fairs where, like, people hand out flyers for a free class. Yes. And all of a sudden, you're doing, you're signing up for things. Like, I signed my daughter up for some weird fitness club because they gave us a free class. So, yeah, they, they would pay, uh, I don't know, $60 a class, $75. They would pay a lot of money. So, we should do, we should do this. Million dollars. Yes. We'll just get a Japanese person. <laughs> and we'll say it's a branch of that yeah, it's company. Gotta be, it's good that it's another country. It's <laughs> Japanese. Yeah. They, 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 oh, the Japanese are smart. I heard the books go the other way, though, right? Is that true? Which one? Don't they? In Japan, sure they, they do. But in China, they go oh, the same, okay. way. same way. So, oh, in do? Japan, they go up and down. 
China's the same. China. So you could read faster then. I'm wondering. No, yeah. uh, gravity. Maybe <laughs> gravity. <laughs> Maybe it only works in Japan. Speed reading such a scheme. It's such. Did you ever? T- I took a. Dude, class. I'm done with books. Period. I listened to. I just. I only listen, <laughs> that's. Books are like take. rock and roll. It's over. <laughs> books. Yeah. It's all DJ. The only thing I do is listen to books, and I listen to it at uh, double speed. So that's my speed reading. Oh my god. I mean, I, I I try to still read books on paper, and sometimes I just be on the subway reading on and I'm, paper, and I'm just like, what am I doing? Why? Like, why am I? fighting this why i don't even know why anymore why, why am i fighting a, because people say reading a book's better but i mean I, I understand things better when i'm reading than when I, I understand it differently okay. than when i'm listening like i like the intention of it was it was intended to be written down so That's like I, I, I like podcasts so i could listen to audiobook but i just always think i, I wouldn't want to read, read a podcast yeah exactly oh, <laughs> that would be we should start oh transcribing God. this podcast <laughs> and printing about <laughs> that is the future <laughs> hey, did you read the new episode of rogan <laughs> <laughs> i just like reading books on trains because it makes you feel better it makes ever, you feel smart yeah. everyone else but yeah yeah but why Subways in New York City, you're like real smug. Yeah, you're reading on the subway. If you did the speed yeah. reading thing, it'd be great bummed. for telling people how many books. Because it's a big part of reading is also talking about how much. If you're honest about how little you read, then there's no point in reading. You, you want to tell people you read like 12 books a month. So maybe I'll take this class. You have to watch these. <laughs> take the class. You have to watch. At least let's put the videos on our social media because yeah. it's literally just these kids flipping and, and the teachers yelling at them like faster, <laughs> faster, faster. Because I'm always like stopping to like, do you understand what you're reading? Like I try to focus on comprehension, but they don't. Yeah. They don't say that, right? This that's not a. That's not important. I just like it. My favorite thing about this is Japan has once again found a way to screw China. No. Which is screwing them out of $7,000 per parent. Next story of the week comes to us from the Daily Mail. One of our favorite sites. Oh, you know. Is there a Daily Mail in Canada, too? We always use an English one, but the British. I feel like there's so many, like, daily somethings that I can't keep track of them all. The Queen's pharmacist is criticized for selling powdered Berlin Wall as a miracle cure for relationship troubles. <laughs> what does the Queen's pharmacist even mean? I think the Queen's anything, you're automatically famous, aren't you? Like, oh, it's the Queen's tailor. I'm sure it's like $10 like the million. The Queen has a pharmacist suit. guy in the back. She, she brings her prescription in. Like, Somebody's got to keep that old bitch it. alive. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, man, wouldn't it be great if it was just Michael Jackson's pharmacist? Yeah. Oh, the exact yeah. same person. She's on a cocktail of pharmaceuticals. So I, here, I, the reason why I wanted to do this story is because every kid I knew in elementary school had a piece of the Berlin Wall. And I think it's really? like the Japanese. Yeah, but I, I don't know if it was real. Interesting. If as a kid I thought it was real when I was eight, it might have been a knockoff. People are selling. Yeah, it's but just now a wall. as an adult looking back on it, there's no way every kid you just put a little graffiti in on America it. had yeah. a piece of the Berlin Wall in like 1991. <laughs> That's funny. And also, right. who was like the genius who broke it up and then just was selling it? To the United yeah, like because it was. A lot, I didn't think at the time. I mean, capitalism really triumphed. If the second the wall <laughs> really came down, did. people collected it <laughs> and sold it and figured out a way to do international <laughs> trade to America. So yeah. That they went from like Reagan East really Germans who couldn't like do anything to now selling yeah. it. Tear down this wall and make money with commerce. Sell it back to our kids. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. You, so you don't think it's um, possible to be the cure for relationship troubles? Because you know. Well, let me read on. Let me read on because he says that uh, he explained that the pieces of the Berlin Wall are ground down and mixed with lactose, lactose, so milk, uh, before so before being diluted multiple times until they are soluble. The final product does not contain a single molecule of the wall. He says. But is claimed to contain its essence. Its essence, yeah. So yeah. What do you Which do? All it's, a, it's a pill. Then, oh, I thought you'd be snorting it. That's how I was picturing it, like cutting uh, up lines of the wall. It's a powder, so maybe a rub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who needs relationship therapy when you can just have a pill? Yeah. Solve the whole thing. <laughs> solve the whole thing right <laughs> up. Yeah. Well, it's something to talk about with your significant other. That's like, true. It's taking, you're supposed yeah. to do stuff a, together. Yeah, it's a, let's do some Berlin Wall. Sh- Listen, I'm doing pills. my half. Yeah. I'm eating the Berlin Wall. You can yeah. at least take out the laundry, do the laundry, take out the trash. I hate yeah. the Berlin Wall for this relationship. <laughs> I'm Maybe. eating you halfway. Yeah. Trump's wall one day. 
This will be the same result. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be snorting Trump's wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just take it all down. Build it so up and fine. <laughs> Last story of the week comes to us from the Daily Mirror. You're right. There are a lot of dailies. A lot of dailies. The Daily Mirror. Uh, and they're always like, all the like super, super right wings are all the dailies. I was going to say, it's like either the, right wing or tabloid. The Daily yeah. Caller. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's hard to know which is which. It's hard to know if it's like tabloid trash or yeah, right wing. Yeah. Like right. whenever I fucking get like press from a daily site, I'm always a little like uh, skeptical to like post it. Because like, you know, like you could go and you're like, this is uh, from killthejews.com. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, this white guy's great. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> the Daily Holocaust didn't happen. <laughs> killthejews.com has a good news story. We will read it. We will read it. We don't discriminate. Good people on both sides. <laughs> the Daily, the Daily Mirror. Uh, Manchester opens. Oh, this is also from the United Kingdom. Manchester opens UK's first slow walking lane for people looking at their phones while walking. That's genius. Good idea. Good. Yeah, because it's like you get them all together. It's like, and then we don't have to. Then you have to can avoid them all. all what the was people. that? Say that again. It was a Manchester opens uh, the United Kingdom's first slow walking lane, like a lane <laughs> on the road for people for lo- people looking at their phone. phones while walking. Love it. It's like instead yeah. of trying to solve a problem of like you should be more present and look around the street when you're walking. Really, you want a fast walking lane yeah. because no one's gonna like go in the slow walking lane, but people would go in the fast walking lane. That's true. Right. I guess if you have a slow... Yeah, but the other lane becomes the fast walking lane because yeah. it's a non-phone lane. Like, you should get yes, tickets. But- if you're all looking at your phone in the other lanes, yeah. you should be getting ticketed. Because I'm constantly, like, almost... As a driver, it's like my number one urge is to, like, run over people looking I at their phones. I get so mad, yeah. Teach them a lesson. Give them a little love Is it epidemic in New York that people, yeah. like, walk really slow? The slow walkers? And then the ones where you're, like, bl- where they're, like, three people in a line I was going to say. Thing. Yeah. And they're all, yeah, like, in a row. Yeah, you essentially have to, like, red rover through them. Yeah. And it's really crushed one of New York's things. People, like, New Yorkers would always be like, we walk faster. You could tell the tourists because they walk slow. But now it's like every person's become so in yeah because they're, they're on their phone they're on their phones they're just and it's like, like go backwards including me yeah, yeah. go backwards I'm ten I'm years too, by the way yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah a, exactly. I do it too I'm a total hypocrite <laughs> my wife gets pissed at me all the time but go backwards ten years you would no one would be reading a newspaper walking down the street no but people yeah. will read the newspaper Unless on they their had phone to take a shit. yeah this is another argument for, uh, it, it, for books on tape it's actually strange because I'll, I'll be reading a book and when I get off the subway and there's like one paragraph left before the chapter ends you kind of want to finish it. And I, sometimes I'll be reading. I'm like, you can't read and walk. It's like, I'll just sit down. But like, you do it with your phone. If it was an article, people would be doing that. They'd That's be a little there. bit of an eye roller when yeah. you see people reading and walking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. like, come on, dude. So stick them all in one lane and then plow them all down with a tractor trailer or something. That's the podcast. <laughs> That's Woo! Ryan, thank you for doing it. Yeah, guys, thank yeah, you. I'm fun. Sick. I will be in Northern California. I heard him on, I'm sorry, but I heard him on Metzger. That's why we were chatting. Oh, oh yeah, Kurt Metzger's super, podcast. Dude, I, thought he was, I thought you were awesome on that. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, it's good to meet you. Interesting story, too. Thank you very much. Much. That's hey, go it. Go check out Turner on Metzger's podcast now. Check me out on Kurt Metzger's podcast. Yeah, uh, over at Gas Digital. I think it's behind. It's like a paywall, right? Well, they put it up to after. It's just I think the paywall is uh, like it's uh, three or four days before. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah. We should- how much do you do for your page? Because. We're always going back and forth on that. What do you do? You put up extra episodes? We do an extra episode every Thursday that's like a wrap, sort of a wrap-up show for this one, but it's just Kaplan and I. And okay, then so you essentially will film that like t- after this. We'll do it after this, or we might call each other midweek gotcha. or something. Okay, and then cool. it's five bucks a month. All right, so you do, do one a week extra. Yeah. And we're making smart. millions. Good way to do it. We are, yeah, we're making <laughs> hand over fist. Keep rolling, rolling, yeah, rolling, rolling in it. Going to the strip club tonight. But with we all tried, we put all these other options up, and no one's going for anything the except The only thing anyone $5. cares about is the extra episode. Content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I want agree. t-shirts or yeah. that stupid That's stuff. That's what the other guys always like, all these zany ideas. That's like, how those guys The only make... thing they want is more podcasts if they like your podcast. They That's don't give a shit about your fucking, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Do you guys have one? Fucking the Amish? Yeah. Extra. yeah we, we just started it and we have like, we got a decent amount of patrons, but just because we put a couple extra podcasts out, but I'm not sure like how often we're going to do it or what the deal is. Yeah. It's a little extra. Hear work, that people, they're not doing that often. We're doing it weekly. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty sick. Yeah. It's smart. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh. That's it. I'm going to be at the Throckmorton Theater in Mill Valley, California, Tuesday, November 12th. And then all around Northern California besides that. Come see me. All right, that's it. Cap, what should we do? Get lost. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.